This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the first book of Kings. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, theirs the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship and the promises, theirs the patriarchs, and from them according to the flesh is the Christ, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came walking toward them on the sea. 
When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them. Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, we have a wonderful Holy Day coming up uh, this week. August 15th is the Feast of the Assumption. And a reminder, this really has a a double object or, or two really important points of this. Uh, the Feast of the Assumption separate, uh, celebrates the happy departure of Mary from this life and the assumption of her body into heaven. And this is what Pope Pius XII read, uh, wrote in 1950. By the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul, and by our own authority, we pronounce, declare, and define it to be divinely revealed dogma that the Immaculate Mother of God, the ever-Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory. And what a wonderful feast we get to celebrate when we do celebrate the Assumption. And uh, a reminder here also in the importance of praying the rosary, that contemplative prayer that can bring us closer to Christ. And of course, here in our own studios, we have the Hail Mary and Media app that we want to encourage people to use. You just go down to the bottom and hit the little prayer buttons, uh, the prayer hands, and that brings you audio and prayer text and a whole bunch of other options to pray. Uh, of course, the Hallow app is very popular these days. Uh, there is a ComePrayTheRosary.org uh, site as well. So anything that can bring us into a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but a wonderful celebration we get to celebrate on August the 15th. And uh, we're going to start now with our first reading. We have it from the first book of Kings. Yeah, we hear about Elijah waiting on the mountain of Oreb and an encounter that he has with the living God. And much to his surprise, he finds this encounter in a tiny whispering sound. You know, Kevin, we are inundated with noise from almost the moment that we wake up until we go to sleep at night. I've even heard people say that they just can't bear to be in silence for very long because it makes them feel uncomfortable and they need to have a television or radio playing in the background. You know, it makes me wonder, I wonder if maybe the real reason that they're afraid to be alone with their thoughts, right? They just don't like all that, um, you know, their doubts and their fears that are running around in their head and they need that distraction of noise so they don't have to think about it. And that's really too bad because it's only in silence that we're able to connect our mind to our hearts and that we're able to enter into that prayerful place in which we encounter God. 
And there are so many forms of disruptive noise, right? Some we can't control, but we can and should take control of those that we can. Like turning off the blah, 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 blah noise, the television (laughs) that just runs all day long. And it's usually just a lot of garbage anyway, right? We can tune in, like you said, we can tune into Mater Day Radio and listen to God-centered music and prayers and, and educational programs. And even then, though, we still have to carve out some daily quiet time to pray and read sacred scripture and other religious materials. Yeah, and you talk about carving out the daily time. I want to just, I guess, spend just a minute on what I'll call the ordinary. Again, not meaning boring, but ordinary in this something that's a daily or a weekly or a periodic thing. And you bring up finding the silence in the ordinary. And I really think that our experiences of ordinary have the power to transform us if we let them. You know, the power of marriage, the power of parenthood, the power of our work, the power of our leisure, finding spaces in that so-called ordinary of our daily lives, that daily grind, perhaps. Right. And, And the challenge, I think, is to find, I would say, an intensity and meaning in the ordinary. Find some intensity, find meaning in what you do in the daily things of your lives, to find time and silence to love the Lord, to love your neighbor, to celebrate your vocation. Um, you know, I think that you talk about some people, you know, fear that silence because then that's a self-reflection. I think that's very true. I I think also, um, we also sometimes fear, you know, what if I make a mistake in this ordinary? What if I don't live up to my marriage? What if I don't live up to my expectations that I set for myself? Of course, that's why we have the sacrament of confession and reconciliation and, We can always look to how Jesus lived in the ordinary, right? He lived in the ordinary of a womb, the ordinary of a crush, the ordinary of a family, a job, the ordinariness of sandals and walking, uh, his common clothes, his regular friends. By all means, other than up until his public life, he had a very ordinary life, and yet it was indeed meaningful and holy. And I wanted to just close on this by G.K. Chesterton. He says, The most extraordinary thing there is in the world is an ordinary man, an ordinary woman, and their ordinary children. Mm -hmm. I just think how beautiful and profound that really is. It really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. Well, in our second reading today, we have uh, something from, let's see, Paul to the Romans. Uh, We actually are now in Romans 9. We finished Romans 8. We've been reading out of Romans 8 for about the past month. And I really see how... Paul is just showing a great tenderness and love towards his fellow Jews. I mean, look at these seven privileges that God has given Israel, the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the law, the worship, the promises, and the patriarchs. And Paul then says, all of these privileges culminate in Christ. But then Paul mourns his fellow Jews because corporately they reject Christ. And, you know, from the Israelites comes the Christ, the Jewish Messiah, as we read in John chapter four. So this ultimately, even though he's very sad about this rejection by the Jews, um, ultimately it does make possible for God's covenant to expand and extend into the Gentiles. Oh yeah, the way Paul talks, it is it is just heartbreaking, right? It sounds almost like he he's beating his head against a brick wall. You know, what can I do or say to make you understand how priceless the redemption is, salvation is that has been won for us through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And I, as a parent, I know that feeling, and I'm sure other parents do too, who have watched adult children wander from the faith to embrace a life of sin. It's hard to watch. It's heartbreaking. But we are reminded, as St. Paul so beautifully puts it, 
that theirs is the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. And so we keep the faith. We pray for them. We make sacrifices on their behalf, and we must never lose hope. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And of course, to us, never losing hope, I see that in the gospel. We have one exciting boat ride in the gospel today. And uh, before we dig into that, I really love what I think is a beautiful symbolism and meaning of this story. If you think about the symbolism of the sea being the world and the symbolism of the waves being the sin in the world, and yet we have Christ where the wind and seas obey our Lord. Uh, the Old Testament credits God alone with the authority over the sea. This can be found both in Job, uh, Job 26 and Psalm 89. So I really love that symbolism. And again, that um, that fulfillment of God in Christ, that fulfillment that we see from the Old Testament through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and this is all happening just after the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. You know, we hear that Jesus made the disciples get into a boat to meet him on the other side, and then he went up the mountain alone to pray. Jesus made that time. He carved out that time to be alone, to find a quiet place to pray. Now, the disciples spent the first part of the night they, you know, in a boat just kind of drifting just a few miles offshore. And then in the wee hours of the morning, they saw someone walking towards them, somebody walking on the water. And the gospel tells us they were terrified. And Jesus called out to them, don't be afraid. It's me. And Peter responded, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. We've all had times in our lives that we've been distracted by cares and demands of a busy life. And sometimes those demands diminish our faith life. We lose focus of what we should always be our main priority. And we become weighed down with fear and doubt. So for those, t of those times that we, we ourselves fail to keep the faith, we can take heart in knowing that God never fails us. He's always there to reach out and to rescue us when we call on him. Lord, save me. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.